If you have your Bibles with you today, uh, turn with me to Mark chapter 4, verses 14 to 20. And uh, I want to share with you about spiritual ears, having spiritual ears, the need that we need to be hearing what the Spirit of God is saying in these days. Uh, That's so very, very important. It's important in every day, but I think it's really important as we come into the season and into this time of 2020 here. So it's been one interesting year. But we need to have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. We need to have ears to hear what is happening in those spiritual realms. And so we're going to talk about that uh, here this morning. And uh, welcome all those joining us online. And uh, trust that you're enjoying these messages as they go out. Mark 4, and starting at verse 14. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. If you have another translation of the Bible, I'm sure you can still follow along. We just choose this one just because it's easy to read, easy to understand. So Mark 4, 14 to 20. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed in the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lore of wealth, the desire for other things, and so no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as been planted. And we pray God's blessing upon his word. So this morning I'd like to use this parable of the sower, parable of the farmer, just to speak about the importance of having spiritual ears to hear what God has to say. Now, I realize that this parable is really concerning salvation, uh, where people's ears are open to hear the message of salvation, to respond to salvation, and it talks about that, but I also believe it can be applied to, in that general sense, of us hearing from God. And so that's why I want to use this passage and, and talk about it. Now, usually we don't have to work too hard to hear in the natural, although some of us are starting to get a little bit older, and as you get a little bit older, sometimes you need some of those aids to help us to hear. And uh, if we're hearing fine, you know what? That is, again, a wonderful, wonderful blessing that we can hear. Uh, Sometimes you don't realize what a blessing it is until you lose something like that. And so it's a wonderful blessing to hear. But, you know, it's also a wonderful blessing to hear what God is saying. And we can hear what God is saying. Sometimes people think, oh, you, you can't hear God. Yes, you can hear God. God can speak to you. And he speaks in many and different ways. Now, we live in, a, in an age where there's sure all kinds of information. There's lots to hear. There's lots to process. And in hearing all the information that is out there, we need wisdom to process it all. Because not all that we hear is good for us to hear. Not all that we hear is necessarily truthful. And so wisdom is needed in processing all that we hear. Same thing goes for spiritual things. 
Some of the information that is out there isn't really all that good. Some of the information out there is actually false and is not true. And so we need wisdom in processing all that we hear. And you know, God has a lot to say. And we need to be listening to what he has to say over what everyone else is trying to say. Sometimes we need to kind of get back to where we're really listening to what God is saying. Now, as Jesus speaks this parable, he cautions us with words that are repeated many times throughout Scripture. And, and here we read it in Mark 4, 9. He says, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And, and that's a phrase that is repeated a lot in Scripture. In the book of Revelation, you're talking about eight or nine times that that's repeated as well. But if that wasn't enough in this parable, Jesus at the end of the parable again speaks to that issue in Mark 4, 24, 25. And he says, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. Now this is talking about spiritual things and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. And so it's really stressing us that we need to be listening to what God would have to say to us. And that if we're not listening, then what we have gained in our lives, what understanding we have, we can lose it all if we stop listening to what God is saying. So to me, that's telling me it's pretty important for us to be listening or to have ourselves in that position where we can hear from God. That's really important for us. So hearing from God does take some effort. Now, again, the scriptures are cautioning us that, you know, that we need to be careful, that we need to pay special attention. We need to have an effort on our part that we might listen carefully. So to listen carefully means you're working at it. It's not just something that you take lightly, but something that you're really working at. And one of those things that God is saying right now as we look at our world and the circumstances that we're going through is to pray. I find that very clear. You read the scriptures when it talks about uh, going through various trials and going through various circumstances in life and when there are plagues that hit your world, uh, there's a common denominator that God keeps saying to us. He says, pray. And I don't necessarily see that. I'm seeing more and more people doing that. But really, that, that is a command and a word of the Lord into the church today is you need to pray, church. It's pretty bad when you have your own premier kind of speaking to the church and saying, I need you to pray. Like, we're looking at closure. So you guys better get doing your job, which your job as a church is to pray. We need to be praying. There's a COVID problem out there. We need to be praying. We need to be crying out on behalf of people uh, that are sick and not doing well, people that are dying. And we need to be praying for that. And so that's something that's very important for us at this time. We need to pray. God is telling us to pray. The other thing that's important for us is to get the gospel message out. That's another thing. While we pray, we also need to get the gospel message out. We need to tell people about Jesus Christ. We need to tell people that, you know what, Jesus Christ is the answer. We need to tell people, you know what, God's the answer. You're looking at all these things. Why don't we look to him? What has to happen in our world today 
for us to finally realize that and look to him. I never pray that, you know, disasters come or bad things happen to people to make them look to God. I, I pray the opposite of that. I pray, Lord, I pray that blessings will come. Lord, that there be such good things that people see the goodness of God all over the land and that they'll just come to you. But sometimes people come to God because of the terrible things that are happening in our world. So we need to be getting a message out. That salvation message. And as you think about that salvation message, if you're here today, you're listening online, have you responded to that message? Have you heard the, the gospel message of Jesus Christ? Have you heard that Jesus Christ has come into this world to save us from our sins, that we might have an eternity in heaven? Have we heard that message? Have we responded to that message? Is it changing us? Because salvation is a big thing. It's an important thing. And God is telling us today we need to be praying as a church. God is telling us today we need to be reaching out to touch others. We need to reach out to, to that people might come to know Jesus Christ. Are we listening to any of that? Are our ears open to hear what God is saying? Now this parable of the farmer or the parable of the sower it speaks of the gospel message and it serves to emphasize the importance of people having their ears open to spiritual things so that they can receive the gospel message and that they can also stay its course throughout their lives and produce a harvest. See, it is our job to actually produce a harvest. We're not just to hear the message, it's to be received and then it's to be spread out and that there's to be a harvest, we're to multiply so the salvation message is very important and we need to have those ears to hear what God is saying that we might receive salvation and know the way to God. And some you don't want to miss that. That's quite important to us. Having spiritual ears are very, very important because it helps us to experience salvation that we're open to hear what God is saying to us. Now this context of this parable, of course, it's speaking in regards to salvation. It's speaking in regards to distractions that can keep us from hearing and receiving the message of salvation. But to me, it also is showing us the importance of having those ears, spiritual ears open throughout our whole Christian lives, because this very same distractions that keep people from coming to God in salvation can be the very same distractions that affect us as Christians that we no longer hear what God is saying. And so as we look at this parable this morning, I want to look at it a little bit closer and, and maybe look at it in a little bit different slant that more than just about salvation, but to talk about that continuing in our relationship with God and that importance of continuing to hear from God and the hindrances that are still out there that as Christians we need to be aware of so that we continue to hear God's voice. So the first response to the gospel message that is, is seen in this parable, it, it's talking about the really kind of like the mission of the church, which is to reach out, raise up Christ. We're supposed to tell people about Jesus, but there's something we need to realize as we give that message out there that there's a hindrance that's there. And, and the, the God is telling us that the hindrance is that people are not hearing that their spiritual ears are not 
open. Yes, they hear the gospel. The message is out there. And when we look at our world today, like the gospel message is everywhere. You turn on the radio, it's on the radio. You watch TV, it's on TV. You go on the internet, it's on the internet. You go on social media, it's on social media. It is everywhere. It's out there. But a lot of people are not hearing that message and they're not receiving it because they're not open. Mark 4, 15 says, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. Unfortunately for some people, their spiritual ears are not open. They're hearing a message, but it doesn't get through. They're not interested. They're not open to hearing what God has to say. And to be honest, a lot of them, they don't want to hear. It goes in one ear and goes out the other. Now, there are some reasons for why that does take place, why their spiritual ears are not open. And the first part we need to realize is that it's a spiritual matter. Some people are just not open to anything spiritual. And so immediately the gospel message is closed to them because they're not open to anything on a spiritual realm. And then another big reason that sometimes we overlook, I think, as Christians is that there is a spiritual interference. And the biggest spiritual interference is Satan himself who doesn't want people to experience salvation. He doesn't want people to hear about the hope that God can bring in their lives. And so his task is to rob, kill, steal, destroy. So Satan will cloud our minds. He'll distract us. He'll deceive us. He'll blind us so that we do not hear. And this shows us that as Christians, there's a battle that is going on for the souls of people. And even though we may use all the strategies of presenting the gospel that are available to us, and I think we need to, everything that we can take advantage of, often is not enough because it's more than an intellectual battle. It's a spiritual battle. And that battle takes place in every person in hearing the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That's why prayer needs to go along with giving the gospel message. If all we're doing is giving a gospel message and we're not praying against the, the spiritual powers and entities that are in our world, and I realize a lot of people, oh, I don't believe in that. Exactly, and that's why spiritually you're not hearing a whole lot because you don't even believe in the spiritual realm. It's a very powerful realm. And the Bible tells us that in that realm, the, the devil is working to discourage you, to distract you, to destroy that word of God from coming into your life and bringing life to you, bringing salvation to you. And that's why we need to pray. It's very important that there's a battle that takes place. I, I think the church really needs to get back to the place of prayer. So much today, I'm listening to all these ideas and wonderful ideas, but you know what? I'm finding in almost every case, everyone's just assuming that we're praying. Well, that's not happening. The church is prayerless. The church is powerless which goes back to prayerlessness. We need to be praying. We need to be praying. One of the strengths of this church throughout the many years that I've been here has been, there's always been a great core of people that pray in this church. We have a large group of people, I would call them intercessors in this church, that are continuing to pray for people. And, you know, they're not five-minute people prayers either. These people will spend hours and hours in prayer. 
I'm thankful to God for that. But, you know, that needs to be seen in all of the church today. We need people of prayer because there is a spiritual battle. Why aren't we hearing from God? Well, you need to recognize you're in a spiritual battle. What are you doing about the spiritual battle? Matthew adds a little bit more information about why these people aren't hearing. And verse 15 of Matthew 13, he says, For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. For they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. See, God's desires for all to be saved. That's his desire. God desires no one to go to hell. But there's a problem. There's a spiritual problem where people are not listening and not hearing God as he tries to reach out to people and touch them and bring healing. You know, the answer really is a whole lot closer than what we realize if we would just simply listen to what God is saying. But sometimes, you know what? Hearts get hardened. And that's why the enemy of our soul likes to come in and likes to stir things up inside of us so that our hardness begins to develop in our hearts that we don't hear. That's why many people don't respond to the gospel of Christ because their hearts are hardened. But we also need to realize that as Christians, that sometimes is Satan still same way he'll attack us, that he'll take things in our lives where situations have happened in our lives and we start to harden our hearts. And anytime we harden our hearts, we don't hear. Look at the people of Israel and their journey to the promised land. And we look to where, again, God is saying to these people, your hearts are hard. You're not hearing me because you've allowed your heart to get hard. And that's a big thing that the devil likes to do. Now, I realize there can be a lot of factors contributing to that hardness. Uh, sometimes it's trauma that we go through in our lives, things that happen that were very difficult that we faced. Uh, sometimes it can be abuse that we've experienced. Sometimes it can be an offense. Sometimes a negative experience of Christianity that has turned so many people off. And as we look to our world and across our nation, you know what? Christianity hasn't always been represented correctly. There have been times when it's been uh, presented incorrectly. And it has been devastating to cultures, devastating to people because it was presented wrongly. But that causes hardness of heart where people don't listen anymore. Anything to do with spirituality, they just kind of cut themselves off. So that's a reality that some people are facing today. They just can't hear because they're not open to the gospel. It's not a good place to be. That a person could miss salvation because they just don't hear. So it's our job to pray. We need to be praying in that against that spiritual realm where the enemy would come in and discourage people and cause hardness in their hearts, cause offense in their hearts that they would not hear. And we need to continue to pray as we grow as Christians that we may continue to hear from God. It's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. The enemy is great at distracting us. But there's so many people today that aren't hearing because their spiritual ears are not open. They don't want to hear. 
You know what? A lot of those people, they even know what they're supposed to do, but they just don't want to do it. Their hearts got hardened. They're closed, not open. So we need to be praying that those hearts get open, that they might hear. Then secondly, this parable teaches us that sometimes people's spiritual ears are only open temporarily. Verses 16 and 17 of Mark 4. It says, A seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So here's another reason why people don't hear. Because they're only listening for the moment. They're only listening because, you know, they're going through a problem. They're, they're going through a difficulty. And so they're kind of looking. But their interest is only for a while. So they respond to Jesus. They respond to the gospel message. They might even have a genuine experience. And it brings joy to them. But then they quickly fall away, the Bible says. Because why? They fail to continue in their journey with God. They, they fail to continue to listen to what God has said. It's kind of like a one-time thing, a one-time decision. They don't get into the Word of God. They may or may not attend a church. Certainly, they don't get involved in a church. They don't pursue those personal times with God. They basically just don't grow. See, the Bible says you need to work on your salvation. You know, you can say a sinner's prayer and some of the, oh, I'm good, good. I, you know, I said a prayer, I asked Jesus into my heart, I'm good, everything's wonderful. And then they go on in life and you just see them stray further away because stop listening. Stop listening. Short-lived. Doesn't last long. Temporary fix. And sometimes, sadly, that's what's happening in the world. People are looking for a temporary fix. They really don't want full recovery. They just want a temporary fix. They just want to help them through a problem that they're going through. And the Bible goes on to say, well, what happens is a little bit of persecution comes along. Someone comes along and maybe mocks their faith. Maybe someone comes along and ridicules them. Maybe sometimes it's your own family, and they don't want to follow God, and so they see you following God, all of a sudden you're in a, you're in a battle. They don't want that battle. And so they gradually kind of tune out from God. They forget about their experience, and they stop listening to what God is saying. They go back to focusing on their problems, focusing on their difficulties, their persecution, how hard life is, and, you know, they kind of get caught up in those kinds of things. But soon, their spiritual ears are silenced by all the noise of their problems that are around them. They had heard. Their spiritual ears were awakened, but only temporarily. And that describes a lot of people out there that they're just, it's a temporary thing, temporary fix for them. But now that we are Christians, this can still affect us as well because we can get distracted as well. Problems, persecution, ridicule, 
pressures from our families that don't want to follow God. And we can get that place and say, you know what? The cost is just too high. I'm not going to be a Christian. And even though we had once served the Lord, we walk away from God. And we stop hearing from God. We need to be in guard in that. And then thirdly, this parable teaches us that sometimes people's spiritual ears are open, but life comes along with its busyness, and soon they don't hear anymore. Life and business becomes a distraction from hearing. Mark 4, 18 to 19. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, a desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. To me, that's probably one of the biggest reasons that hinders so many people from responding to the gospel and even for Christians to walk away from God because they get caught up with life, the busyness of life, issues of life. And what's so interesting is when that happens, guess who gets crowded out? God does. When we keep making choices where God gets the second seat or he's put in the back seat, we know we're headed in that direction where we're not going to hear no more. We're, we're very blessed here in Canada to have so many opportunities to prosper, to enjoy life. But sometimes we need to be careful because that pursuit of the things of life can become so dominant in our lives where we keep giving God the shorter end of the stick. And it keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter to the place that we don't even hear anything that God would have to say anymore. Now you'll notice here that these people produce no fruit. Why is that? Why would they not produce good, good fruit? It says, it's not that they're bad people. It's just that they're so caught up with life and caught up with the pleasures of life. They're just too busy to be doing anything for God because they're too busy chasing life. On the pleasure side, you know, it can be very easy to get caught up in all the wonderful opportunities that we have out there for pleasure. The pursuit and desires of life can be quite enjoyable. But again, we need to be careful as those desires can soon control us instead of us controlling them. That's something that I've always watched in my life to make sure that I have control of what I do and not the things control me. And sometimes that can happen really quickly when you're involved in the pleasures of life, where all of a sudden those pleasures start controlling you instead of you controlling them. You got to be careful of that. Pleasure is good. I'm thankful for the pleasures that are out there. But we need to be careful that those pleasures don't start controlling our lives and robbing us or robbing God from his rightful place. Many people are missing salvation, too occupied with the pleasures of life. Don't have time for God. Don't have time to be listening. Same thing for us as Christians as well, that we, when we involve ourselves in so many of these wonderful pleasures, sometimes we allow those pleasures to take control, and God gets a back seat, and soon we produce no fruit because we're too busy to be producing fruit 
or that kind of fruit, spiritual fruit, because God's been long left behind. You need to be careful of that. Sometimes it's not the pleasure they get, it's rather it's the pursuit of money and wealth, is what this parable tells us. And again, it can be fun making good money. There's nothing wrong in prospering. If you had a choice, would you like to go back 10 years to the prosperity here in Alberta? I think all of us say, yes. Yes, I would. We're not seeing that prosperity right now. But you know what? It was a lot of fun when it was going good. A lot of people were becoming very wealthy, very rich, pretty good. Nothing wrong with prospering. But again, sometimes a problem occurs. Sometimes we start to pursue that so much that it becomes our number one thing of our lives, to prosper, to be wealthy, and then we start neglecting all these other things, God being a major one in our lives. Can't grow with God if I'm working all the time. Can't even be in church because I'm working all the time. But it not only affects church, it affects marriages, affects our kids, and we've seen that destruction out there as well. We've got to stay on top of it again. Not a problem getting rich. We need rich people. The church needs rich people. It really does. But again, you've got to be in control, not the other way around where it controls you. Then there are the worries of life that just kind of naturally come along. Of course, usually they come along at the most inconvenient times. Sometimes you can prepare for them, and sometimes you can't. I don't think anybody was prepared for COVID. Certainly as churches, we weren't. We were all scrambling like crazy, trying to get online and trying to do church other ways. We weren't ready for that. I'm sure thankful for the people of this church that came together quickly, and within one week, we were online. To me, that was amazing. That was an amazing thing that we were able to do. And just keep working at trying to do that better and better. Thankful for that. But you know what? Life sometimes, the worries of life can cause heartache, depression, sometimes financial collapse, sickness that we're seeing today. But sometimes, again, you can get so focused on all those things that you're not even listening to what God might be saying. Again, we need to be focused, keep the focus on God because life can distract us to the place where God gets pushed behind us instead of in front of us. Because that's the common denominator of all these issues of, of is busyness. And again, that gives God a back seat. No fruit is produced when we're too busy doing all these other things that we can't have any time to do anything for God. Kind of becomes a place where it's a talk relationship but not really a life relationship. It's a huge issue in our North American culture of today that is keeping many a person from becoming a Christian. And even when they do become a Christian, a lot of times they fall away because they're just too busy. Too busy. Don't have any time. They don't have time for God. Don't have time to do anything for God. And we just get caught up doing life and gradually, slowly, God just kind of gets smaller and smaller, smaller portion 
to the place where we just don't hear God anymore. Not sensitive to anything that's taken place anymore. No longer have those spiritual ears to hear what God is saying. But thankfully, we come to the fourth scenario where the person hears and they continue to hear. They press on in their relationship and their pursuit of God and they work at keeping God as a priority of their life. Mark 4, 20, and the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as been planted. So friends, we see that it, it is possible to continue to hear God's voice in clear ways as we keep our focus on him, as we keep God as our priority. How do you produce a harvest? You, you produce a harvest when you're actually working, where you're actually involved in kingdom work. That's how you produce a harvest. In other words, as you keep serving the Lord, that's how you're going to create a harvest. If you're not going to do anything, then there's obviously not going to be a harvest. You got to be doing, you got to be working. God expects us to produce a harvest. Can't get a harvest without work. Go talk to the farmer and ask him about that. How well is your harvest this year? I see you didn't do any work. Oh, actually, I don't have a harvest this year. Exactly, because you didn't put any work. It takes work to have a harvest. You need to keep working at your relationship with God. You need to keep working at hearing from God to create a harvest. You got to be busy about his things, be involved in his things. So often we're busy in the wrong things. We need to make God our pursuit. Number one, we need to make time for God and the things of God. When we make time to share the gospel, when we make time to pray with people, when we make time to get involved in a church, give to a church, make uh, our whole life about God. It's going to be a harvest. There'll be a harvest. It will come. And the other bonus is when you do that, you're in an atmosphere where you can hear even better. Ever notice that in church? You come to church or you're watching online and you're listening to the music or you're singing along the music and all of a sudden you're hearing something. God's put something in your heart. Wow, man, that was good. Or you listen to the message and, and God quickened that message. And something in your heart. Tell, wow, that, that was good. Well, it kind of just says when we put our priorities right, you're going to hear. You're going to hear. When we make the kingdom of God our pursuit, an amazing thing happens. You don't miss out. See, that's, that's a big lie that a lot of people hear today that think, well, I'm not going to become a Christian because if I become a Christian, you don't have any more fun. I still have fun. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still having fun. Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. I like the King James Version a little bit better, but seek first the kingdom of God is righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. All those things that you're worried about, all those things about life, God says, I'm gonna add them to you, but you just need to make me first. Man, what, what an offer. I'm not missing out on life, man. I'm enjoying life. I am. I can say that today. I'm, I'm enjoying life, but I'm putting him first and he's making a way that I can enjoy the things of this life. That's good. So you don't lose making God your pursuit. You actually 
gain. Again, you know, such a lie out there that, oh, if you serve God, man, it's over for you. You'll never have fun again in your life. That is not the truth. God says, I'm going to give you, I'm going to add those things. You might be thinking that you're giving up things. God just says, no, you're storing up things because I'm going to start to bless you. I'm going to start doing things for you that you never thought could happen. I remember as I entered into ministry and responded to that call of ministry, and I kind of said to myself, well, I guess that's it for me. All these things I really like. I love cars, and, you know, I still do. And I loved a lot of these things where I said, man, that's the end of all that stuff. You know what? I ended up with all that stuff because I put him first. I didn't lose. I gained because God is good. When you make God your pursuit and your priority, it leads to a harvest in many areas of life, not just in people coming to Christ, but in many areas of your life that you just grow. Things happen. And you get to hear God better because you're in an atmosphere where you hear God better. And friends, that's a problem that many of us, even as Christians, are still today. We kind of got caught up in pursuing other things over him. And when you look at that, that's actually called idolatry. That when we choose other things over God, that's an idol to us. A lot of us don't like to think of that that way, but that's what the Bible calls it. It's an idol. But when you make the Lord your pursuit, good things happen. You get immersed in an atmosphere where you can continue to hear with spiritual ears that are open to hear what he has to say. And to me, that's a win-win situation. If you want to have spiritual ears that hear what the Spirit of God is saying, make God your pursuit and your priority. Now, I realize that's not always easy to do. Well, living a Christian life isn't always easy to do. You've got to make some choices. Sometimes you've got to make some hard choices. Sometimes you're going to get some flack for the choices that you make. But you've got to choose. Listen, I'm going to make God the priority, and that's where we stand as a family. So as we close here this morning, I hope that helps you understand, as you look at this parable, the importance of freeing ourselves from distractions that can be, cause us to be hard of hearing in the spiritual realm. And that you recognize that, you know what, we do have a work to do. And we have a battle to do. There is a spiritual battle taking place. And you know what, you need to be spiritually fit. I often watch people as they come to church because I go along the St. Paul Trail here in town and I'm watching people out there jogging and uh, really amuses me when it's minus 30 and I just say, there's no way I could ever, ever do that to be jogging. I said, what dedication. But then I think, I wonder if they're going to church today or if they're going to go back home and say, you know, it's too cold to go to church. It wasn't too cold for you to jog, but too cold to go to church. Okay. There's a spiritual battle, friend. You've got to stay spiritually fit. You've got to work on it. Because the enemy, I guarantee, is going to come along to try to discourage you and distract you. You've got to be careful of a hard heart. You've got to be careful of getting focused on the problems, the persecution, and the difficulties that can sidetrack us, the things that can busy us that we may be enjoying, but then suddenly we're realizing, oh, God's been, I've been kind of putting God in the back seat here for some time. I need to change some things. If you want your ears to be open to hear what God is saying, 
that he needs to be the priority of your life. Let's keep that pursuit up for God. Let's make time for the things of God. And you'll naturally hear more of what God is saying to us. And so as we close here this morning, I want to do two different prayers. First one I'd like to do is just a, a commitment prayer. That as Christians, where we've allowed things in our lives, and it happens to all of us, that's why we always need to keep refocusing, reprioritizing, changing things. And because, you know what, we get caught up with life and things that happen in life. We've got to reprioritize to keep him first. So, Father God, I would, first of all, I want to pray for us as Christians. God, forgive us when we get caught up with the wonderful blessings that are out there in this world that, Lord, we leave you behind. God, we don't want to do that. We don't do that intentionally. Lord, none of us step out that way to think, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm just going to offend you, God, and just start pursuing other things. We never start that way. Never. It's just stuff that gradually we allow in our lives that sometimes distract us. So, Lord, whatever distractions we are allowing in our lives right now, to keep us from drawing closer to you or, or from hearing your voice. Father, we repent of it in Jesus' name. And we ask that, God, that you would help us to reprioritize, make the necessary adjustments that we might put you first again in our lives. God, you see our hearts, and you know that we do desire to do that. And God, I just pray that you would help us to follow our hearts, not our eyes, but our hearts, that we might do those things. Jesus' name. But maybe there's others that are listening today or you're watching today, and this parable was about salvation. And you've realized if you, as you listen to this sermon that you heard some of the reasons why you haven't accepted Christ, why your ears haven't really been open, and you've kind of had a wake-up call or a realization, a revelation this morning as you're listening to realize that that's why I've never responded to God. You've answered those questions. Then if I answered those questions, then why not respond today? Why not give your heart to Jesus today? Again, simple little prayer. Dear Jesus, I welcome you into my life. I do believe in you. Please forgive me of my sin. I want to serve you today, and I ask you to come into my life, and I promise I'm going to serve you. From this day forward, in Jesus' name, amen. It does not have to be exactly in those same words. God just expects you to pray from your heart. Whatever is in that heart, express it to him. That's fine. You don't have to be all polished and have a polished prayer. All comes from the heart. And if, that, if you've done that today, I'd really encourage you to tell somebody. Tell If it's here, tell somebody that you're sitting with. If you're online, that you would message us. And just to say, hey, pastor, I gave my heart to Jesus. I said that prayer today.